Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT podcast, a special Saturday edition. We're only really doing these right now with me because it's NFL draft season. Seems like it's a really good opportunity for us to talk about the draft on a Saturday for today. And I have bad news. Monica and I, you probably have heard me if you listened all week, allude to a podcast that would air today. I unknowingly deleted that footage and therefore cannot air an episode with Monica. But I do have an idea that I think will be fun. And I think it'll just kind of give us some content for today, make it interesting. We're going to basically let the Draft Network, the site that I use, uh, pay a certain amount of money. I think it's $30 a year to be able to do as many mock drafts as I want. Uh, As you can tell, this has been something that I have been uh, invested in uh, prior to even this podcast. And so what I'm going to do is it has an auto-draft feature. So I'm going to auto-draft the first round, and then I'm going to tell you whether I agree or disagree with each pick. So right now the auto draft is going. I'll just kind of summarize the goat versus goat debate that Monica and I did. We talked about whether it would be a good idea to go all in and win a Super Bowl or to build through the draft. Monica made some compelling arguments about building uh, through free agency and spending a lot of money and being able to trade your draft picks and just go all in. And I sought to try to do as much as I could to basically look at the idea of building through the draft. And so we were on opposite sides. That was perfectly fine. Uh, And Monica and I, hopefully we'll get together. We'll do another podcast at some point, maybe another draft podcast and do another debate. But let me tell you what is interesting here. And I think this will kind of give you a a wide variety as to why uh, maybe my mock draft with Monica, the one that didn't air, unfortunately, the one that I did with Jameson, why they're not out of nowhere, because I am absolutely shocked at this mock draft that was auto-picked. Uh, it happened live while we were starting this podcast. Here's the picks. At number one, the Carolina Panthers selected Bryce Young, not C.J. Stroud, the guy that they're predicted to take. Not saying that they couldn't go Bryce Young, but I feel like that's a that's an unfortunate error on the AI uh, of the auto draft machine. At number two, the Texans get C.J. Stroud, and it falls off the rails at that point. At number three, Will Anderson's still on the board. Jalen Carter's still on the board. The Cardinals select Lucas Van Ness, Edge, from the Hawkeyes. I... I do not like that pick, Um, and you'll know even more while we get further and further down just how bad that pick was. At number four, the Indianapolis Colts select Will Levis. I do think that is likely going to be the pick. Um, I think Levis is falling and Anthony Richardson is rising. I have no real basis for that other than just what I'm reading, but what I do know is Levis is the type of player, the type of player, that could end up having, you know, a a Josh Allen-type arc where he's a very good quarterback that nobody saw coming. And that's really what Josh Allen was. I think Big Ben was the same way. A lot of people were kind of surprised when the Steelers took him at 11 back in 2004. Aaron Rodgers was also one that, I mean, he fell all the way to, you know, pick 24 in the draft. 
and he ended up having a very stellar career. I think Levis has the tools for that. Now, whether he does it or not are completely speculative to what the team and what he does in the training room. But I do think Will Levis at four would be a really good pick for the Indianapolis Colts. You've got a great team. You've got Jonathan Taylor. You've got Michael Pittman. You don't have a lot of holes to plug and play. So if you do take Will Levis, I think you have an opportunity to let Gardner Minshew maybe even start uh, for a year or so. Let Levis learn, sit behind him. You don't have to play him. And you have first-round picks the next year to continue to build your squad. At number five, again, Will Anderson's on the board. Jalen Carter is on the board. And the auto draft had the Seattle Seahawks take Derek Hall, Edge, Auburn. But you're thinking, okay, they need an edge player. They need to get some, some better depth there. But why in the world did Will Anderson not go? I'll tell you why. The Draft Network have him listed as a defensive lineman. And if an edge player is needed, they're not going to select Will Anderson. I think that's a mistake on the Draft Network's part. But I understand the reasoning behind it. If he's declaring as a D-lineman or most NFL teams are calling him a D-lineman, that's, that's what they're going to do. The Detroit Lions at six had the chance to rectify the mistakes of the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and they don't. They take Nolan Smith, Edge, out of Georgia. At number seven, Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. It lands in Las Vegas. They do have Jimmy Garoppolo now, and that is a, a pretty decent signing for them to have a stopgap. If you kept Derek Carr, no, nobody's really talking about this, but if you kept Derek Carr, there's a lot of expectations. He was a draft pick. He's been your franchise quarterback for several years. He hasn't been able to get you over the top. You keep him, there's some baggage that comes with that. You go and get a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who a lot of people call a game-managing quarterback, you're not really expecting him to do much. But if he does something like he did with the 49ers, hey, great. But draft Anthony Richardson at seven, I think that's not a bad pick. At number eight, Atlanta Falcons select Will McDonald the fourth, an edge player out of Iowa State. At number nine, guys, I'm not making these up, I promise. At number nine, the Chicago Bears take Kalija Kansi, interior defensive lineman from Pittsburgh. I'm not saying Kansi's going to be a bad player, but again, Jalen Carter's on the board. Will Anderson's on the board. You trade all the way down. If this was really what happened in this scenario, you trade all the way down from one to nine, and you still don't get Will Anderson. You still don't get Jalen Carter, and they're on the board. That's insane. It makes no sense. Number 10, I actually agree with this particular pick. Philadelphia Eagles take Christian Gonzalez. I do think that's probably going to be the pick. They're going to take a cornerback. Uh, even though they kept Darius Slay, they kept James Bradbury, they still need to draft a cornerback. They still need to go after and do something to continue to shore up that room. That was a big reason why they lost the Super Bowl. You add another cornerback with your first first-round pick, you have a shot to continue to be able to contend. Number 11 through 13 were offensive tackles, a little bit of a tackle run. And I don't really hate any of the picks. The Titans take Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle of Ohio State. They just let Taylor Lewan go in free agency. It makes sense that you want to go ahead and kind of shore up that position again. The Houston Texans are able to protect C.J. Stroud with Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia. The New York Jets take Peter Skaronsky, an offensive tackle out of Northwestern. 
and I overlooked this, excuse me, number 14, the New England Patriots also select Dewan Jones, offensive tackle of Ohio State. So the top tackles are now off the board, and it's not even pick 15 yet. If this happens, and I think it's a possibility to happen, because I, I kind of believe that the tackle class is top-heavy. And it's one of those things where if you don't get one in the first two rounds, you're not getting a great one. That's just my opinion. I haven't done the deep dive into the tackles yet. But just by looking at the class and seeing the names in the mock in the mock draft boards, I'm not seeing anything that I look at and say, absolutely, there's a bunch of studs. Number 15, the Green Bay Packers. They lose Aaron Rodgers. It's going to happen. And at the draft, I think it will have happened It'll be a few weeks removed from the Aaron Rodgers era. And what do they do? They give Jordan Love a shiny new tight end, Michael Meyer from Notre Dame. I don't hate that pick. I think the Packers have a lot of problems defensively, but they don't really need to take a cornerback here. They don't really need to do anything else. But I will say this, just to be consistent, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are on the board. At number 16, I know this mock draft was crazy because the Washington Commanders, they don't take the Alabama guy in Will Anderson. They take Devin Witherspoon, cornerback of Fighting Illinois. I mean, really? Guys, on the TDN mock draft board, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter were the top-rated players, one and two. And they're not drafted at this point. It's pick 16. And at pick 17, though I love the pick of the Steelers nabbing Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback of Penn State, I really wouldn't hate it if Will Anderson was there at 17 if we said, you know what, Alex Highsmith's in a contract year. We may not be able to sign him. We know T.J. Watt is an absolute amazing player. Let's go ahead and nab Will Anderson, get a nice three rotation going here, and then if we do lose Highsmith in free agency, there's no chance of us having to worry about it. If T.J. Watt's injury problems pile up, so to speak, like J.J. Watt's unfortunately did, we have Will Anderson. We take Joey Porter Jr. It is a pick of need, but again, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter on the board. Are you sensing a theme? Are you sensing a theme? At number 18, the Detroit Lions. Remember, at pick number six, they took Nolan Smith, an edge player, so they did take an edge. Take Keon White, interior defensive lineman, Yellow Jackets, I could have had Will at 6, could have had Carter at 18. Dan Campbell would not let that happen. Number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a ton of need. They don't need a safety in round one, but they take Brian Branch from Alabama. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. The Seattle Seahawks at 20, again, (laughs) they take an edge player at 5. They come back in the 20th pick and take an interior defensive lineman uh, Siaki Ika from Baylor. If I said that wrong, forgive me. Will Anderson and Jalen Carter could have gone to the Seahawks. At number 22, the Los Angeles Chargers select Colby Wooden, interior defensive lineman, Auburn. This is the problem when you do an auto draft. They draft based on whatever the site says is the top need, and teams don't see top needs the exact same. For example, The Steelers have needed a cornerback for a few years now. And yet, the last two drafts, we took Najee Harris and Kenny Pickett in round one. Round two, oh, 
we took George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth. Best available players often trump need. And while I don't agree with that, and I think that would be a great topic at a later date, teams draft for that reason. If a guy like Anderson or Carter did somehow stay on the board until 20, why would they still fall? Of course, the Dolphins don't have a pick at 21. The Chargers come back. Colby Wooden, interior defensive lineman, Auburn. 23, the Ravens select Quentin Johnson, wide receiver TCU. The Minnesota Vikings select Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver Ohio State. I don't hate that pick. I do think that would be really great for the Vikings to get basically off of the Adam Thielen era and you go right into Jackson Smith and Jigba and Justin Jefferson. That's a pretty stellar group. At number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars select B.J. Ojolari, edge player, LSU. Will Anderson is still on the board. At number 26, the New York Giants select Osiris Torrance, interior offensive lineman, Florida. Position of need, sure. I think Jalen Carter would be a pick that they could, honestly, you could say make, but I don't know that they would take Will Anderson. I'm not sure. Um, And you might be thinking, well, you just said, you know, best available player trumps position of need. That's true. However, I don't think the Steelers are going to take a tight end if Michael Myers on the board at 17 this year because we have Pat Fryermuth, and there's just certain position groups you don't need to draft ones of every year. And I think the Giants are kind of in that boat where they wouldn't have to take Will Anderson unless they didn't think Aziz Ojolari would stay healthy. At number 27, the John Michael Schmintz, interior offensive lineman, Minnesota. My head hurts. Dallas Cowboys. Guys, if... If Will Anderson was there at 27, he's not going to be. But if he was there at 27, Jerry Jones would have a heart attack trying to dial the number of Will Anderson. Because can you imagine Micah Parsons on one side and Will Anderson on another? We're not playing Madden here, but that would be a dream pairing. Number 28, I like the pick. Buffalo Bills select Jordan Addison. Wide receiver, USC. Number 29, the Cincinnati Bengals. Big news here, and it's interesting because of the tackle run earlier. The Bengals are now in the market for an offensive tackle because they sign Orlando Brown, and Jonah Williams says, I'm out. I don't play here anymore. But the Bengals in this draft take Christopher Smith, safety, out of Georgia. At number 30, the New Orleans Saints select Felix Anadike Uzama, edge player of Kansas State. I believe one of our guests next week talks about this guy specifically as a position of need, not in the NFC, but in the AFC. In this draft, he goes to the Saints at 30. Then at 31, you have Tuli Tui Pelota, or Polodu, edge player USC. It makes sense for the Eagles, but not the player, Will Anderson. Um, at 32, Anton Harrison, offensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. If this were true... I would be overjoyed as a Steelers fan because at pick 32, uh, because technically the Chiefs are pick 31 because there is no pick 21, at pick 32, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are on the board. And if you had a dime for every time I had to mention the names Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, you would be rich beyond your wildest dreams right now. Here's the end result of this mock draft. There's some pieces of it that I like. 
There are some pieces of it where it makes sense. I can see some of these teams reaching for certain players, certain positions. I could see a tackle run from 11 to 14. You could honestly argue that you could see a tackle run from 11 all the way to 15 with the Packers. If they're desperately trying to keep Jordan Love healthy, Bakhtiari has not been known for his longevity lately. You could make an argument for that. I loved the Steelers pick. But outside of that, from pick 18 all the way down to pick 32, pick 31, I liked maybe one of the two of the picks, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Because every other team took an interior lineman when Will Anderson and Jalen Carter were on the board. I'm angry about this, so I'm going to go ahead and stop talking about this mock draft and give you a quick preview into next week. We're going to overview the AFC. I have some guests on with me, and we are going to begin with the AFC North, then go to the AFC South, AFC East, AFC West. I thought I had correctly done the acronym, you know, never eat soggy waffles. And then I remembered it have to be AFC North, AFC East, AFC South, AFC West. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was a mistake. I'm thankful that the draft is coming up. After we finish next week's AFC Roundup with Jamison Stewart on next Friday, the 24th, we're going to go straight into draft season. Uh, I plan on trying to utilize Monica a lot for this. I haven't talked to her about it yet, but I will. Monica gives a lot of great rankings. I'm thinking about even having a segment where Monica gives her rankings and I might even read them or she can join if she can. But what I know is this. If you have questions about the NFL draft, if you have questions about what your team should do and you want me to answer, I'd be humbled to. Doesn't mean I'm going to get it right. Doesn't mean that my answer is what will happen, but it'd be fun to talk about. You can email us in the show notes below as our email, but I'll say it for you, and then we'll close out with a very shorter podcast, and you're going to get almost all of next week. Most of the podcasts, unfortunately, Monday through Thursday are going to be at least 35 minutes because I made the mistake of getting guys to join with me that were fans of basically every division. Whoops. But the email for the GOAT podcast is goatversusgoat at gmail.com. G-O-A-T V-S-G-O-T-E at gmail.com. Goat versus goat at gmail.com. Until next time, take care.